You got a prediction for me? About to eat this dub like Jameis Winston. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. You're now listening to the Wandering Buffalo podcast with your hosts, Andrew Chang and Justin Goddard. Hello and welcome into another episode of the Wandering Buffalo podcast, a show here on the Built-in Buffalo Network. I am your host, Andrew Chang, and alongside me is the other co-host of this podcast, Justin Goddard. Justin, how are you doing tonight? I am doing great. Um, we are almost to the playoff game, and it's kind of like this really weird feeling having a team that's been like achieving over the past few seasons that... like. You know, I still enjoyed the regular season and everything, but Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the year, kind of like feeling like we were going to end up in the playoffs and being pretty confident about it. It's it was kind of like let's enjoy these games so we can get to the dance, and uh, we're in playoff week, man. Oh yeah, this is the uh, playoff podcast edition. You know? Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it, and we're going to break down this episode into four segments. We're going to start off with stats which i know (laughs) some of us love out there and other us are like oh my god stats numbers boring but i work in the world of statistics so uh that's my uh bread and butter number two we're going to talk about i guess this skid that the patriots are kind of going through if you want to call it that number three we'll talk about injuries and then number four we'll give you just our general feelings about this playoff game and what we think will happen when the dust, or I should say, snow, settles. <laughs> All right. So without further ado, Justin, let's get into it. Number one, statistics. And I'll, I'll just kind of lay it out right now. Passing offense. Where do you think the Bills land, and where do you think the Patriots land? Uh, I'm going to say the Bills are... I believe I heard this one, so it's kind of cheating. I think the Bills are six, mm. and I'll put the Patriots. Um, Patriots are interesting because Mac Jones is kind of having like a quietly good season, but also not really hitting 300 too often. I'll put them, we'll say 16. Those are pretty good guesses. The Bills right now passing offense rank ninth, and then the New England passing offense is 14th. Hey, so I'll take it. Pretty good. P- Bills upper echelon. Patriots only five spots back, and you know more like towards the fifty fifty mid midway point. So not bad for them. But here's here's where things get a little more interesting. So Bills Patriots, we're going into uh, wild super wild card weekend. Where do you think the Bills and uh, Patriots? lie with rushing statistics ah so this has to have changed a little bit since last time we did it but Mm -hmm. i know the bills were shockingly high so we'll we'll keep them up there in the shockingly high range for me i'll put that one around eight okay and patriots were much lower than i expected so put them 17 17 Wow. <laughs> you know, if if there were any Patriots fan listening to you right now, they they would like chew you out. <laughs> I, I feel like we when we did this exercise last time, I was expecting the Patriots to be like top ten and they're just like middle of the pack. So I'm putting them somewhere near the middle. 
Well, uh, your 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 guess is a little off here. The Bills are actually ranked sixth with the rushing offense, so it seems like Devin Singletary being that lead running back role has kind of worked out pretty well for them. And then you add would add Josh Allen's rushing ability in there too, and I guess that shoots you up the you know stat boards. And and then the Patriots rank eighth, eighth, pretty good. <laughs> Sorry, Pats. Yeah. So uh, you you what'd you say seventeen? You you knocked them nine spots down. <laughs> I needed I needed to believe it into existence for this upcoming game. Right, right. And with that being said, total offense in in terms of uh, statistics, the Bills are ranked fifth. They have the fifth ranked offense. Patriots fifteenth. So uh, that pot passing offense kind of really drags them down in that stat board and i wanted to add a new stat out there but before i kind of progress to that how do you feel about these rankings do you think that they're fair do you think that something's a little off or do you think they're just perfect so again bills are fifth total offense patriots are 15th going into super wild card weekend yeah, I I think that kind of, if you asked me in the beginning of the season, that would be about where I would have them lining up. Um, I think for the, for the Bills, it's kind of weird to me um, looking at statistics of, you know, how productive the offense actually is versus, you know, how stagnant it feels at times. Um, I think that's kind of just shows you just how much, you know, they can get hot in like those first and fourth quarters and just mm-hmm. be asleep for two quarters um, because this offense should honestly, if they played full games all the time, be number one in the league. Um, mm-hmm. So got there in kind of a strange way, but about where I'd expect them. And with the Patriots, you know, I expected honestly a little bit more rookie struggles from Mac Jones. I think he's been a pretty poised quarterback and um, I I think where he's at mixed with the run game, he does have a a little bit of limitations. Um, So right in the pack about makes sense to me. I think they do a good blend of the run game and not asking him to do too much to, to keep them in that area and then uh, use the defense to kind of springboard them. Right. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think the Patriots have done a pretty good job with Mac Jones and, in terms of putting him in advantageous spots to succeed. But here's that surprise statistics, because this one seems, at least for me, the money down. And I'm talking about third down success. The Bills currently have what ranked third down offense? And the Patriots currently have what ranked third down offense, Justin? I will say... I really want to dive in and say the Bills are number one, but mm-hmm. I'll say, you know what? I'm going to say number one, and I'll put the Patriots. I'm going to use that number 17 again. They got to mm-hmm. be there somewhere, right? <laughs> so the Bills have the third down, or they have the third third down offense. So that I should have said three. <laughs> so that just works out great. <laughs> and then the Patriots have the 12th. They are They are, you know, towards the... I guess a, a above average in terms of fifty uh, percent. So they're they're pretty good in on third downs. They definitely could be much worse. So pretty good with uh, the offenses 
offensive side of the football. But we both know that these teams are closely matched statistically when we talk about defense. So passing defense, you know what this is. Bills number one, Patriots number two. I'm not going to even bother asking you that question because I know you'll knock that one out of the park. So I'm going to give you more of an overhand throw here. Rushing defense. Where are the Bills and where are the Patriots going into this week? Um, so I feel like this one, I feel like the Bills are higher than I expect here. Um, and the Patriots are lower than I expect. I'm going to put the Bills at nine mm-hmm. and Patriots will say 15. I thought you were going to say 17 again. I was like, just drop it, dude. It's not 17. <laughs> I thought about it, but I didn't think it would make for good entertainment. No. <laughs> so the the Bills currently have the 13th rush defense. Okay. So a little, little worse than you thought, and that seems appropriate. But the Patriots have the 22nd Oof. ranked rush defense, which... You know, if you if you told me at the beginning of the season, like, hey, these are these two numbers for the rushing defenses going into this league or this year, and Patriots or Bills, who has the better rushing statistics? I'd be like, uh, probably the Patriots have better rushing defense statistics. But uh, that's not the case here. The, the Bills have the 13th and the Patriots have the 22nd. Surprising? Question mark? Yeah, a little bit to me. I... I really like the the front four that uh, the Patriots have with uh, Gottschow, uh, Judon. I, I think they've done a very good job this year of getting after the passer. Um, and I thought and Barmore. Yeah, I was just going to say, and I thought adding Barmore would really, really lock down you know that run defense. Um, I mean, overall, that defense is still performing very well. But, yeah, that that was definitely surprising to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess the Bills maybe a little bit better than I was expecting this season, mm-hmm. um, but kind of in a strange way. You know, we, we talked so much last year about the impact of Starla Tulele in stopping the run. And, yeah, he's definitely helped out at times this year, but there's also been – you know, stints of games where he's not in, dealing with COVID and injuries. Mm-hmm. And I think what really helped bolster the Bills' run defense is, um, one, Greg Rousseau, I think he walked on as day one being a good run stuffer. And then kind of the surprise one, not so surprising, was Harrison Phillips. And mm-hmm. I always thought that he was going to be a great player for that and Unfortunately, he's dealt with some serious injuries in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, but over, I'd say, the last five, six weeks, he's really kind of burst onto the scene, and, and he's going to give the Bills a real interesting decision with that contract coming up because um, right. I think he's he's played very well in the center of the defense. Yeah, so I'll, I'll make a quick comment about Harrison Phillips. I feel like Harrison Phillips is like a car with, like, I don't know if you know how to drive stick or not, but um, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say no if you have to think about it. <laughs> I grind the clutch a bit. Okay, so I feel like Harrison Phillips is a car with big gears, way bigger than normal size gears. So as a result, it takes it a little bit longer for it to get up to speed, but 
when it's going, it is going. So <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it at that. And so, you know, total defense, Bills are number one, not surprising. And then the Patriots, not surprising, number four. So they're right there. It's not like one's blowing the other one out of the water like last week's matchup against the Jets. One versus 32. That's not, it's just not this. Not, not not the opponent we're going up against. <laughs> and again, back to the money down. Third down defense. Where are the Bills and where are the Patriots? That is a good one. I'll say they're both topped. I'll put the Bills at 7 and the Patriots at 9. Bills are 32nd. No, oh, I'm just sheesh. kidding. I'm just kidding. No, 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 sheesh. no. They're not. <laughs> no, they're they're number one, and the Patriots are fifth. So pretty good defense. Uh, and just to repeat it, Bills are third in offense on third down. Patriots are fifth in third down defense. Bills or Patriots are twelfth on third down offense. Bills are number one on third down defense. So key matchup statistics right there. Um, so let's transition to our next segment here. Um, but before we get into that, Justin, generally, do those statistics feel accurate to you? Um, yeah, they, they sound about right to me. And uh, I, think, I think some of the things that get lost in there a little bit with like the Bills' third down conversion rate mm-hmm. is, is how many of those situations where we're put in um, third and very long situations mm-hmm. um, due to you know penalties that we've taken and miscues and bad plays. Um, so I, I feel like that percentage could be even higher. I think the Bills are very good at sustaining drives and keeping it moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and even that that's the beauty of having Josh Allen, right, is even when you get into that third and 20 situation, um, so much of our football lives watching the Bills, we were like, oh, here comes the draw play. You know, mm-hmm. Get six, seven yards so we have a better punting position. Right. Um, but the offense has evolved to you know, third and 22. I'm, I'm not looking away because that, that might be a completion, a catch and run, a uh, strike right at the first down marker. Mm-hmm. Um, so so not, not all that surprising for me on the Bills side. Um, a little bit surprising on the Patriots side. And that's... Again, for me, I guess not really knowing who Mac Jones was going to be coming in and seeing the way that he's kind of managing and controlling the offense. Um, I mean, his, he, he has the physical limitations. You know, he doesn't have the cannon arm. Um, but what he, what he has done well for that team this year is keep them on pace, have poise in the pocket, and keep moving the chains um, to keep right. drives alive. Yeah. Yeah, well said. So let's move on to the second segment, and that's this potential New New England skid they've been on, question mark. So past four games they've played, and we'll go with the least recent. So Indy, Buff, Jags, Dolphins. Uh, I'm not going to include that first Buff game, uh, which might seem like, oh, what do you mean? You can't can't not include it. Well, that, that game was kind of an anomaly in terms of wind and you know i understand that we're going into another cold game with someone but it's not like that one that we had 
it's not every day that you have a quarterback only throw for three attempts, which hasn't happened since what, like the sixties, I think they said. So I'm going to, I'm going to put an asterisk next to that game, cut it out. And we'll talk about these last four games. So I kind of looked at the rushing statistics of each of these games and then Mac Jones quarterback rating for each of those games. So ready rushing statistically, if based on the past four games only, and I understand that it's an 18 week league, there's 17 games played. So it you can't just take these four games and say that is who the Patriots are because that's just ludicrous. That's not how it works. But if we're just looking at those four games as indicators, if you keep the Patriots under 150 yards, it correlates with you winning the game. So if you looked at Indy, they kept they kept uh, the Patriots to 81 yards. You looked at Buffalo. They kept him to 149 yards. So right at the cusp, right at the Nailed cusp it. there. <laughs> yeah. If you looked at the Jags, they let over 151 yards, specifically 181 yards. And then the, the Dolphins, the Dolphins held them to 134 yards of rushing. In the games that the Patriots, Patriots were held under 150 rushing yards, they lost three of those, all three of those games. Of course, when they ran the ball very effectively, not saying 150 is not effective rushing because it is, but <laughs> if you if you, they went over that mark, then they won against the Jags. So how how do you feel about that? Um, that sounds about right to me. I think that's kind of I think that's kind of Bill Belichick's formula right now is is playing strong defense and in a league that's going heavier and heavier on passing every day he kind of went old school and and wasn't afraid to do some ground and pound um I think that's partially due to you know Mac Jones being a rookie not wanting to put too much on his plate um but they also have a great offensive line um some some real big dudes up there that can move people and I I think what you see with you know the statistic you gave of of keeping them under 150 yards. Um, I think we've seen that throughout the season of kind of the trick to beating New England is jumping out to to an early lead and trying to get them away from that run game and put more on, on Mac Jones's plate and dare him to beat you. And when the games are close and they can keep using that run game to to keep drives going and switch it up, they have a lot more success. And, you know, Mac Jones, for for as well as he's played this year, as poised as he's been, he's still a, a rookie quarterback that's apt to make some mistakes. Um, so the for me, the more times you put the ball in his hand, the more chances you give your defense to make a big play. Right. More chances to make him look like a rookie. Right. <laughs> so speaking of Mac Jones... That's, I'm glad you brought that up because now we're going to talk about Mac Jones' quarterback rating over those last four games. And I'll open this up with what – do you know what the league average is in terms of quarterback rating? Uh, I believe it's somewhere around 90. Correct. Correct. So against 
Well, I'll just let you hear this for yourself. Mac Jones rating against Indianapolis, 74.2. Mac Jones rating against the Bills, 31.14. Mac Jones rating against the Jags, 128.1. And then Mac Jones rating against the Finns, 91.1. So, there were two below average games from him. He lost. When he was average... He still lost. The only time that he can be, the only time that he won over those last four games is when he was well above the league average. So one could theoretically come up with the statement, and not saying it's necessarily true or not, but hey, if you can make Mag Jones be average based over these last four games, statistically he's not going to win. So, and yes, it, I understand, again, these are only the past four games. In the world of statistics, you need a ton of repeated trials in order to say X equals Y. And even then, X never equals Y. You can only say there's a lot of evidence that proves X equal Y, but it doesn't necessarily mean that X equals Y, if that makes any sense. But this isn't a math class. <laughs> making me do math again. Right, but uh, what, I guess what I'm trying to say is over those last four games, when Mac Jones has been average or below, and no shocking, no shocker here, they've lost. So Mac Jones needs to be above average for them to win. AKA, what I'm trying to tell you as the listeners is Mac Jones, that whatever defense held them under 150 yards, basically turned the ball on Mac Jones and said, You have to be the difference maker. And if you can't be more than average, we're probably going to win. And that's the philosophy of this most recent, you know, defense to play against this New England uh, New England style offense. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, so that would be my game plan going into this game is um, just kind of go in and, like I said, try to jump out to an early lead and give Mac Jones some looks, give him some different blitz looks you know Leslie Leslie Frazier's got some drawn up in his back pocket that you know he's been saving for the postseason um but heat him up a little bit and try to make him uncomfortable and you know with the with the way our secondary plays together uh in particular um Hyde and Poyer on the back end and how they can disguise things I think this is a game where you can capitalize on getting him to make a couple mistakes and and see something different than he saw it before the snap. Right. Um, I think the most important thing in this game is to control their run game earlier, early in the game. Um, just seeing, you know, the way Bill Belichick coaches and, you know, he always tries to make you play left-handed. He always tries to take away what you do best. Uh, we've seen him for so long. And I don't think there's any way going into this game um, that his game plan isn't to you know, try to play a ball control football game, um, keep Josh Allen on the sidelines, limit the offense's attempts, um, force Matt Hawk to punt a couple times. And, you know, if we have if we have a couple of punts that went like they went in the Jets game and you flip the field with a team like New England, it's going to be a different ball game than we saw against the Jets. So I, I think the most important thing is for us to stay on pace and try to eliminate them trying to control the pace of the game. 
Right. And we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. Justin and I are going to wrap up this episode and we're going to talk about the injuries. So this is this comes courtesy from BillsWire.com and this is today's injury report. Uh, and today being January 12, 2022, so uh, Wednesday. You're listening to this on Thursday or maybe sometime later when this po- episode dropped. So just know that we're talking about Wednesday's report. So I'm looking at this Patriots list, and I see 13 total injuries. Justin, there are injuries on the defense, offense, and special teams for the Patriots. So that's a total of 13. Where do you think most of the injuries are? Uh, I'll say offense. Wrong. <laughs> and that's not bad. I think it's in the lies. <laughs> Right. It's actually on the defense. So defensively, the Patriots have eight people listed on their injury report. They have three linebackers, two defensive backs, and one safety. They have four people listed on offense designated on the injury report, which is two offensive linemen, one running back, one wide receiver, and then one special teamer, which happens to be the kicker, Nick Folk. So I thought that was interesting. Let's say, and I, I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant here, and I'll, then I'll let you unpack everything. But let's say that Nick Folk can't go for whatever reason. They can't find a kicker. The Bills, or I'm sorry, the Patriots are 22nd in the league on fourth down conversions. The Bills are 21st, if you were curious. And the Bills are 26th on fourth down defense. So Pages have the 22nd offense on uh, fourth down, but the Bills have the 26th defense on fourth down. So really high on third down and just overall defense, all that stuff. Bring it to the fourth down defense and their little, you know, bottom of the league. <laughs> so, um, and I think the obvious two injuries here that. Uh, stand out are the do not participates for the Patriots and that's linebacker Jamie Collins and offensive lineman Isaiah Wynn and you know Christian Barmore who got card off against the Miami game he's listed as limited which I kind of you know when when you get card off you just kind of assume that they're not right they're they're done <laughs> but in uh, Barmore's case he's like nah 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 we're good we're good I guess it wasn't as serious as we thought it was ah uh, I'll be good, or at least I'm practicing. So, again, 13 total injuries, Justin, 8 on defense, uh, 4 on offense, and then 1 on special teams. What are your thoughts about the Patriots' injury report? Uh, So, in particular, this time of year, this gets really tough for me with the Patriots um, because you can basically list just about anybody on your injury report. And Belichick's been known to kind of make longer lists um, as a little bit of gamemanship. And, you know, you don't know who you're expecting to play and match up against and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, my prediction would be probably somewhere between 10 and 11 of those 13 players dress mm-hmm. and play. Um, 
Yeah, the Barmore one is really interesting to me um, because you brought that up. He, he was carted off last week, and like you said, usually when they bring out that cart, I'm expecting, you know, the worst season-ending injury. You know, we're wondering if the guy's going to be back next year. Um, so wish he wasn't playing this game, but glad for him as a person that he is healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, what the bigger thing I'm looking at with the injury report is the Bills look like they're going into this game fairly healthy. And, I mean, that's a great thing this time of year. I, I think we had two guys on our report that were limited. Um, so that, that's the – wrong. We had oh, two people on our list that are full participants, which oh. is even better. We back, baby. We have no do-not participants. We have no – Limited participants. We only have two full participants, and that's F.A. Obata and Emmanuel Sanders, which is fantastic going into this matchup. Bills are looking really healthy, um, something that we should be looking at as a blessing. So hopefully it can stay that way if the Bills make a strong playoff push. And uh, the Patriots, I got to say this, um, like just to echo what you said, yeah, I really think, yeah, this injury list looks long, but they'll – all of them are probably going to play, and if I had to pick three of them that probably won it, and this is my gut, it would be Isaiah Wynn, just because he's not a participant, and Jamie Collins for the aforementioned reason. And then lastly, probably Christian Barmore, because again, that cart thing really just scares me if I'm like a Patriots fan, but... You know, sometimes people with fa- like really big injuries, I almost said fatal. No, that wouldn't make sense. You see more serious injuries walk off the field, like Trey White with his ACL or um, Carson Wentz when he played for the Eagles the year they won the Super Bowl. He walked off the field with a torn ACL too. Like those guys just were like, all right, we're good. Like <laughs> it, it doesn't make any sense. Don't bring the cart. Or you remember when uh, Richard Sherman just said, I just tore my Achilles on the sideline and he was just walking around on it, yeah. which just blows my mind. Like how, how are you not writhing in pain? Yeah. Just very <laughs> calm. Like, right. So long, the long story short here is that the bills are looking healthy. Patriots, don't be fooled by that long injury list. They're probably going to be okay and ready for this matchup. And that brings us to our last segment, Justin. And that's just our overall thoughts about this game and what we think is going to happen. And I'll start this off right now with the ESPN predictor. And as of today, again, Wednesday the 12th, they have the Bills with a 61.6% chance of winning this game and the Pats with 38.4%. The weather is going to be cold. It's like it's 1, 2 degrees, and with winds to 5 to 15 miles per hour, it's going to feel like zero. Um, and I'm kind of nervous because I decided to buy my playoff tickets yesterday. I, I did not tell you this because I wanted to get your genuine reaction to it. Saddle I, I am, up. I am going to the game, and I have not had a good track record. I Why went to the Colts going? game. Ah, I went yes. to the Monday night game. I, I've been to some really bad games where the Bills lose. And if the Bills, I'm not going to say it, you know, don't win. I'll say that. If the Bills don't win, <laughs> I'm not going to say the L word. It's like Voldemort. Um, if the Bills don't win, you can blame me. You get a lifetime ban. <laughs> yeah, basically. At that point, I, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Well, also, if it starts going sideways after the first quarter, I'm going to need you to 
skedaddle. Throw yourself the door, yeah. Yeah, Gives don't a chance. worry. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I will sacrifice myself for the team. Don't worry, guys. We, we um, like that about you. Yeah, yeah, definitely I'm a team first kind of guy. Uh, but uh, I also saw that Sal Capaccio put out there that they were like, I don't know how many tickets were still on sale, but a good amount. So if you're interested in going to this game, there's a good chance that you can find some tickets fairly cheap right now. I I bought mine for 110 but then I checked, of course, two days later, and I, I always like to wait until the very last second, but this time I didn't feel like doing it. I see tickets right now on sale for like 50-ish, 40-ish for like good seats, great value seats. So if you're interested, don't be shy. <laughs> um, and then we'll kind of go into the script of this game and what I think and what I should say, what we think the Bills need to do. And I'll just say this, don't let the Patriots control the clock, get them off the field. Do what they want to do to you, which I think the Patriots are going to want to just run the ball, keep the ball out of Josh Allen's hand, and eventually force them to be one-dimensional. Do that to them. You know, keep drives alive, keep going, and make it so Mac Jones has to throw the football. Because we all know what happens when he does that. He becomes what he is, a rookie, and that's okay. But it's not enough in the playoffs, if unless he's got something special that he hasn't shown us yet. Yeah, I, so I I agree with what you say there, and I think one of the underrated things in this game is, ironically, the Bills' run game that we've we've seen a resurgence from um, behind Devin Singletary. Uh, I think we found a set of five offensive linemen that are playing pretty well together, um, especially you know, compared to what we saw earlier in the season. How many times and, have we said that though? Oh, I think we, I think the bills have found their starting five. It Next just, week, it, switch it up. <laughs> it feels, it feels better the last few weeks though. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. So kind of to your, your ball control point there. I think the, I think the Patriots struggling with their run defense and this recent resurgence of our run game. Like you said, I think, on both sides of the ball, we can kind of flip the script of what we expect New England to do there. And I'm, I'm not saying we go out and run it, you know, 40 times with Singletary. Um, but there were so many games in the beginning of the year where we'd see, you know, a total of 13 carries and it was split up between three guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we get Singletary in somewhere to that 15 to 20 range with some success um, and control the clock that way, I, I think that's the recipe for success. And, let Josh and the run game be compliments to each other and not just kind of Josh throwing it all over the yard and once in a while we run because that's what you're supposed to do. I think you can kind of genuinely keep their defense honest and open up opportunities in the passing game with our recent success in the run game. Yeah, and the one thing I'll add to that is I think the way that the Patriots approach this game defensively against Josh Allen this this time around is probably going to look a lot different from when they were playing like a soft zone you know they were they were like you know i they were basically saying i dare you to throw it down the field cuz we're going to we're we're going to get you but Josh didn't he was like okay i'll just take what's given to me and it worked out perfectly and he picked the spots really nice real good game from Josh 
That's probably not going to happen this time. I suspect that the Patriots probably go a little more man, bring a little more pressure. They want to pressure Josh Allen a lot more. At least that's what I would want if I was a Patriots fan. And that kind of brings me back to last season's game. <laughs> and like what that Monday night game where we were still throwing five receivers out there and man and digs went off for those three touchdowns, you know, spread them out, make them play man. Sure. Fine. But we have five horses out there if you can cover them all. So that maybe that's one way they do it. Maybe they don't do it. I don't necessarily know, but uh, could be, could be a way to handle that if that's what the Patriots want to do. Um, yeah. I, I think this is going to be like a, a classic defensive battle. It's going to be mm-hmm. freezing temperatures out there. Two good defenses, um, both of them trying to control the game from that side. And and then the what's going to be interesting to me is the chess match between the coaches. Yeah, um, I, I do three. think. Yeah, I think there's a potential for uh, a big day for Steph Diggs if they do decide to run more man. Um, Even if they don't. I still yeah. Think so. yeah, J.C. Jackson's one of the best cornerbacks in the league, but you go on one-on-one with uh, Stefan Diggs, I'll take my guy over yours. Yeah. Um, well, other than that, you got a prediction for me? About to eat this dub like Jameis Winston. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was just going to say I feel real good about this game. Well, I wouldn't say real good, but I just have a good feeling about this game. And – Every time I've personally said that, good things have happened. Uh, you know, not not to toot my own horn, but when I say I'm extremely nervous for this game, bad things happen. And my most recent time I said I have a bad feeling about this game was the Hail Murray game. Oh, jeez. So I haven't felt like that since Monday night of this year. So I, I feel good about it, um, oddly good about it. So we'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, for Justin and me, Thanks for listening to this episode. Uh, That's going to do it for tonight's show. So thank you for listening wherever you are. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and review our podcast. It would be greatly appreciated. And uh, Justin, where can the people find you? Uh, You can find me on any of the social medias at jgods22. Sure. And you can find me on most social media platforms by searching up 2Changs. Again, that does it. And next time we'll talk. Hopefully it will be about a Bills victory and uh, our preview to our next opponent. But other than that, go Bills. Go Bills.